0: Hey everybody, welcome to Industry 4.0. Before we get you into everything that is episode 47, we're pleased to have another special guest, our second one so far on the podcast. None other than Justin Robert Young, podcasting extraordinaire. You may have heard of him. From his many podcasts, including Night Attack, Politics, 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 1-900 Wrestling, or many others. And if you haven't before, now you have. Check the man out. He gives us some great insight, a unique perspective on all of our topics, including the Zuckerberg hearings. So, without further ado, here's episode 47. Enjoy.
1: Welcome to i4o. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode forty-seven of i4o. We have a pretty jam-packed show today, talking about things like uh, net neutrality, um, some of the the void if removed stickers, and a lot of news about the Facebook hearing with Mark Zuckerberg. But without further ado, uh, we have a five-person podcast today for the first time in a while. On the show, typically, I'm joined by Kyle, Jeff, and Irvin. Uh, But we have a special guest today, Justin Robert Young. How's it going? It's good to have you on the show.
2: Man, I'm doing great. How are you?
1: Doing fantastic. (laughs) It's going to be good to get your opinion on some of these topics because there's a lot to talk about. Um, But if we wanted to just jump straight into the first topic, uh, we have some news from another state – which is going to be finalizing its net neutrality laws, uh, Oregon. So this comes uh, last week, signing a net neutrality bill into law, making Oregon the second state to pass a net neutrality law since the FCC voted to repeal the nationwide rules. And uh, I know we've heard uh, kind of talks of several other states that are in, have these bills either in the works or are going through their inner circuits. Um, but... This is a—it's a pretty good move, and I kind of expected this a little bit from the federal government's push to eliminate uh, net neutrality from the federal level. But if anybody has anything they'd like to bring up about it, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this, just because we have one more state
3: doing this at, at like I said, the state level. So, um, oh yeah, I think although the, the FCC did say that this should be a federal, right? The the states can't make their own laws. I think (laughs) the states are really ignoring that. And they're starting, (laughs) they don't really care. And they want to uh, put in bills um, that uh, really protect net neutrality um, in their state, Um, which is, I think, good. uh, But it looks like in Oregon, uh, the ISPs are fighting back. uh, So Mm -hmm. they plan to uh, sue the state of Oregon um, the ISPs um, in that state have um, a group over there that, um, yeah, wants wants to stop this. They don't want they don't want to um, have these rules because, right, it, it works against them. They don't. It's not good for the ISPs. Mm-hmm. They they don't want that restriction on them. They can't just have this blanket law that goes
1: across all states or blanket policy. They have to now tailor their um their services to each state given these uh net neutrality laws that are going through and uh, it's important to note uh, also that this one is not as strict um as the one that we saw in washington so um it's a little less of a of a force but it's still something that is it's still better than nothing you know so um justin i'm not sure if you had any opinions or if you'd heard about this or had any thoughts or Uh, But I'm curious to hear your opinion. I
2: mean, look, I think that in general net neutrality is probably more complicated subject than a lot of people care to to take a look at. But if you really break it down, uh, telecoms are kind of uh, a very weirdly protected and regulated industry that I think deserves and needs more competition and Mm -hmm. uh, whatever – How? Wherever we end up on the end of this, and I don't know what that's going to be, uh, I, I, I hope that it comes closer to that uh, as opposed to what we've had in the past. Right.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's looking like, especially with these laws, um, there are some where they're not, they won't be able to operate within those states unless they comply with those laws. That would be impacting the bottom dollar of these companies, which uh, I think is probably the best motivator for them uh, financially. And- in general to comply with net neutrality just because they won't be able to do any any make any money from these states and some of them i know we saw a potential bill come through from california that's a huge state with a massive um center for i mean tech industries everybody's all over there and they would lose a ton of money if they couldn't operate in california so
4: yeah uh, yeah. it's nice to see states kind of representing what the people want because this is people versus corporation in most people's eyes. And it's when you stand up to them with laws like this, um, you know, the what's what's going to go down in court and the battle that will ensue there will be interesting to see what happens. I just hope this doesn't deter other states from taking similar actions uh, with the threat of being sued. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. it's, it's nice to see Washington, Oregon, other states uh, standing up for its people. mm mm-hmm.
0: I just think one of the things that we're that we're going to see is more of those videos like we all watched the other day where uh young people from the tech world are um are essentially mansplaining to old men how the internet works like I think that's sounds... how <laughs> Yeah. I wouldn't be
1: surprised. <laughs> uh, uh, and...
2: Yeah, that is that is a mortal luck.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and we're we're going to be talking about that a lot too when we get into the facebook trial as well um just the general um ignorance to technology that some of the people who are writing these laws have um but but yeah so this is uh it's good news to come from
3: oregon so i think
1: Absolutely. more to follow
3: on this as we hear more mm-hmm. but um another do have... oh go ahead yeah. Another good news that we have is that if you're one of the two people in the entire world who owns a Pixar or Nexus, <laughs> 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 you are no longer uh, get uh, spam calls. They'll directly be taken uh, to your um, voicemail account. Uh, so you don't have to even see them on your uh, phone as either. So, Because some carriers have have started putting... Uh, changing the caller ID of suspected spam callers to say uh, scam likely or things like that. Uh, I know my um, uh, T-Mobile has started doing that and I see that from time to time. Uh, But now if you own, yeah, if you own a Pixel or Nexus device, um, now you won't even see those calls ring. They'll just automatically be taken to voicemail if you want to listen to them and filter through them. You can, but you can just uh, keep ignoring them because I think I found it that um, when, uh, I, I was using the pixel phone that it's pretty good at detecting, uh, spam calls and, um, yeah. I don't know how they do it, how they, they have a huge database. Uh, but, um, this is great news overall, uh, less spam calls, the better.
1: These guys are a couple of steps away from putting the Jolly Roger telecom company out of business. I don't know <laughs> if you guys have ever seen any of their work, but they have this service, uh, where you can actually conference in another robot to talk to the spam caller so oh my god that's
2: great
1: <laughs> so you would uh you pick awesome. up the phone and then like you just mute your line or like cover the microphone and this robot will just kind of be like oh hold on i'm trying to like i'm, I'm trying to let my dog in can you keep, yeah. keep talking I'll, I'll listen to you i'll listen to you and i think they mentioned it even one point like the longer you stay on the line with it the more eccentric it gets where it's like a bee just landed on my arm i'm focusing on the bee just keep talking just keep talking i'll I just got to keep an eye on this bee. That's awesome. <laughs> but, um, I would like to see Google do that, but I think that this is definitely a good first step in that line to preventing spam calls. Google
3: callers. Assistant will just answer the calls on behalf of you and just start like, <laughs> yeah. just conversing back
4: with them. I'd really like to see them do that, introduce that. Instead of sending it to voicemail, just put a bot on to annoy the spam caller. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: That's what Funny. I do. I, whenever a spam caller calls, my—I know this is going to be a really ancient term, guys. So bear with me. House phone. But um, we, uh, whenever a spam caller calls, that I because I usually recognize it, uh, but my dad won't. I'll, um, I will try and keep them on the line as long as possible, just by messing mm-hmm. with them. Because I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to fall for it, but next dude might. So if I keep this person on longer, maybe, maybe I'm saving one more person from losing all their money and identity and the worst yeah. things ever. <laughs> So I, are we saying
1: that uh, that messing with cold callers is going to become a lost art after this technology? Yeah, for begins? sure.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, <laughs> the nice thing is is that the only thing Apple's gonna do is put maybe spam call as the as the caller ID, yeah. just like they do whenever someone texts you their name mm-hmm. and you don't have their number already. Oh,
3: yeah, right. This is maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah. maybe this is. <laughs> well, they, they do. Sure I
3: knows. think
2: uh, Apple's Apple solution is seem to be to rely on the third party apps. Mm. Um, but it would be very curious because I am very much of the belief that. Uh, you know right now telephones are kind of like a weird corrupted tech like uh, it is just so useless at times that I think that you know uh, this is a good operating level fix for a genuine problem in society Mm -hmm. which is that most of the phone calls I get by far by like an 8 to 1 margin are spam calls right now
1: yeah And we all know the do not call list does not work. I think in fact, putting your number on the do not call list would probably increase your number of calls that you'd get.
4: Right, exactly. You confirm that you are an active human user when you do that, so. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've even heard rumors that if you do get a spam caller and you see one of these warnings that it's a spam caller, even denying the call still confirms to them that it's a live number, so they'll continue to call that number back. Good to know. Yeah, I've gotten into the habit of just muting it and letting it ring through so i don't i don't know if there's any i don't know if that holds any weight but that's something that i thought might be valuable information to anyone who's
4: paranoid about cold callers just be ready to enjoy that 10 seconds that feels like five hours where you have to let your phone ring and not do anything (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) um but speaking of phones there is a new ftc um there's a new ftc clarification on the warranty void if removed stickers, um, they are illegal now. So companies basically can't prevent you from getting your device fixed by a third party. And we've seen uh, a lot of this come through from all the way from iPhones, when they would replace the touch ID sensor to make soft-bricking the device, all the way to um, even John Deere, where people were installing third-party firmware into their tractors, so that way they could actually implement fixes on their own instead of having a John Deere employee come out for a huge fee to fix your tractor. Um, but this is something that may be a little more common to everyday users. Anyone who's cracked open a phone or a video game console or something to do some repairs. And they've come across a sticker across one of the screws um, saying that if they were to lift the sticker or damage it, then the warranty is voided. Um, and we've talked about this before on the, the whole right to repair. Yeah. Um policy for phones and it's an it's an important thing albeit that many people may not know how to do it um but even just ensuring that a third party has access to be able to repair it um yeah. because i think it's a dangerous game to play when the only company who can fix your
3: stuff is the person who sold it to you right right this it's is- a huge move killer it's a, that right to repair that you were talking about matt and it's a huge win for that because yeah like you said that like most people will never go and then fix their own phones we might in this group but i have well yeah and yeah. i have to um whenever it breaks but like most people won't but if they take it to a third party they don't want to take it to apple or whoever um, to get it fixed they have the right to do so and now even though a third party did it it uh the company cannot void your warranty um i know that samsung recently uh partnered, started to partner with the company called uh, you break i fix mm-hmm. it's a huge huge uh, firm out there that has multiple locations around the country where you can just take your your electronics in there and they'll uh, quote you a price where they'll will fix it and then samsung has recently partnered with them so you can officially take your samsung smartphone or samsung that tab- tablet might be um and go ahead and, and and fix it over there you don't have to send it to samsung and the, the warranty is not voided because it's an official partner right uh, that's actually where google will will tell you to go as
1: well yeah. if you were to request a repair for your nexus or pixel device no so
4: but um, to to be clear this this doesn't void your warranty it's related to the warranty right like if you were to open the device take off a screw what have you and try and take a whack at it but it doesn't imply that they're necessarily going to accept third-party hardware as you know acceptable Devices for the system right Like if you put mm-hmm. a third-party iPhone fingerprint sensor and it's not necessarily going to be accepted by Apple in that sense Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Well, they did
1: that before um, like, a, like I was talking about with the touch ID and the problem was they would replace the display The yeah. digitizer comes with a touch ID sensor mm. and it's not the one that came with the device so the iPhone was looking for the signed touch id sensor that was built onto that phone at the time of manufacturing and it wouldn't work so people could not use their touch id or get onto their phone
3: they did that recently now with the iphone 8 there's news that came out this week that the iphone 8 if you replace your screen got a replacement screen if you update it to the latest operating system 11.3 um it would it would just refuse to boot um because it was a third-party screen, but it later it came out, too, that it might happen on first-party repairs. If actually Apple replaced that screen, it might happen to that one. <laughs> good. Uh, That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but,
1: yeah, so this, um, this kind of comes under the 1975 Magnuson-Moss Warranty Act, um, which cites that uh, companies can't put any repair restrictions on their products unless they provide the parts or services for free. Um, or receive a waiver from the FTC in order to do so. So um, it's kind of leveraging that old uh, lawsuit that happened. So it's good news. I'm I'm really happy to hear that um, third party companies will be well, able. Well,
0: this
2: is this is also just a sign that um, you know, tech in general is still kind of shedding its sort of hobbyist past, and that's why I think a lot of these law these decisions were made. By companies were that they didn't want people tinkering with the you know product and then screwing it up and then writing a blog post about how their phone broke and uh, then they're still on the hook to fix it, which I, I think is an outdated worry and uh, i'm I'm glad to see that uh look these things are a part of our lives now almost everybody has a smartphone and if you know you have something dumb happen to it like it breaks or you want to try and mod it on some level you should be able to
1: right yeah absolutely and i think and like kind of bridging off of what you were saying this i think a lot of it comes from all the way back like you were saying an archaic policy where uh, a lot of people to even cite a specific reference where they were taking apart their apple 2s or their apple lisas and installing yeah. windows in them yeah and there was a, a huge push from the companies to lock down that software, so they and the hardware, so they could not do that. Um, but yeah, this it's a different time, and uh, technology has such a mainstay in the world where you should have as much of a right to attempt to repair your smartphone as you would your own home. Mm-hmm. So,
2: yeah, or or your car. I mean, I think that right. that you know it makes a lot of sense in that that you know I I'll, I think that that whole industry really deserves more modernization because places that kind of like specialize in fixing stuff like that are still kind of shady like i want the pet boys of mm-hmm. i cracked my phone screen give me that <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah they talk about like even the the company you break I fix like it's it's a weird name like nothing against the company they're great they have good services and they're officially sponsored but like
2: it sounds like a Robert <laughs> Smigel character. <laughs> you, break, you break, I fix. You break. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Take it to some shady man in an alleyway. He's like, oh, I'll break you break and I fix
0: it for you. <laughs> you break,
2: I fix. I fix. Oh, uh, bing bang boom, we done.
0: Op- opens
4: up a bada trench coat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: doesn't tell you what he's going to do to it. He just tells you how much it's going to cost you, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he has to go away for a day or two, and
1: then he comes back and gives it to you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, so another thing that's important to note is um, this law was expanded recently to uh, cover electronics all the way down to $15 mm-hmm. or more. So I think the original implication of this was more expensive technology and electronics and even things going into like cars and things but it looks like that they're clarifying this to be almost any consumer electronic product so and 15 dollars is pretty much everything at that point that you may want to repair i think if it's below 15 dollars. the easiest repair is just throwing it out and buying a new one <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um but yeah that's this is awesome news for the right to repair and i'm really happy about that Um, but moving on to the next topic, we do have a little bit of news just to quickly glaze over for Gmail. Um, it looks like the Google team is hard at work in redesigning Gmail because, you know, inbox wasn't enough of a redesign or a separate app. Um, (laughs) it's, and we could talk all day about their, about Google's approach to things such as messaging apps and, um, shotgun approaches to solving the same problem, but uh, this new Gmail uh, redesign looks like they're going to be almost bringing it together in almost like an Office 365 type way where they'll have integrations built in for Google Calendar and for their G Suite software. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, I think, in my opinion, this what this is directly intended to compete with, um, kind of tailoring in their environment or all of their products into one experience where you can get from one to the other within the same program.
3: Yeah, Yeah. they're also bringing over the smart reply feature from the inbox if you haven't used that Uh, previously, it was just available on the Gmail mobile app, uh, Mm -hmm. but now you can do it through the Web as well. So the smart replies are are basically Google trying to figure out what like a short reply you might uh, be able to send fairly quickly to an email Um, like, yep, that sounds good or no, or it, it, it tries to analyze the contents of that email. It's fairly good for replying to those short type of messages, but my fair favorite part about this is uh, Google's punny uh, 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 update that they provided from their spokesperson. Um, uh, but yeah, when uh, news publications reached out to uh, uh, Google uh, to get uh, feedback on this, they said they said that we're working on some major updates to Gmail. Um, we need to. Uh, uh, but we're still in the draft phase. We we need a bit more time to compose ourselves. You can't share anything yet. <laughs> Archive this for now, and we'll let you know when it's time to hit send. <laughs> <laughs> that was their
0: official reply. Because this God, is good, man. Movie. That's so corny. <laughs>
4: I love it though. I love okay. puns.
0: It, yeah. That sounds like a line that they would say in Silicon Valley, and all the dudes that are like the main characters would all look at each other like, were we supposed to laugh at that? Like uh, someone would say that to them. They're like, you uh,
2: are 100% uh, correct. <laughs> <That's
1: exactly laughs> <about that>. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But um, also, there's just a, a couple other updates that I had seen to this as well. Um, they're changing the font huge change i know to the, <laughs> to the mobile app Life they're going yeah they're going from uh, Arial ariel to their own fonts product Sans and roboto so uh, that's it, just a it, game
0: changer right there
1: it is it's really yeah have it now
0: font that's... nerds rejoice
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be that's gonna totally reinvent the entire way that i approach that app so <laughs> but, yeah <laughs> the, the future is now yes the future is now and the one thing that was now last week, but is now in the past was the Mark Zuckerberg trial that <laughs> his appearance before the Senate. Um, and I definitely wanted to get to this, um, now so that way we could talk about this. Cause this is going to probably be a bulk of the show just because this is huge. This is probably the easily the biggest piece of news that happened last week in tech. So, um, and also the, to, I guess a long story short for this, just to preface this discussion is, um, Congress really doesn't understand how technology, and more specifically Facebook, works. And I don't think any of us truly understand how Facebook How
2: acts. Congress works? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, how you
1: work. I'm just an outsider looking in. There's two entities that I have no idea what's going on in either one of them. Oh, yeah, forth. no.
2: It's yeah. Like, a, like a monkey trying to F a football. Like, it just, <laughs> just a just a fun reminder that uh the people that make our laws are l- literally better at posing for pictures with a corn dog at a state fair than they are understanding <laughs> whatever is happening in america
1: yeah yeah. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Sorry it's that's uh, that's probably the best way that i could have ever had that described to me <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i mean it's just, it's just such a. Uh, I mean look, look there were some good questions because obviously uh, uh some senators have staffers that are under the age of 25 uh
4: <laughs>
2: that have grown up with a lot of this uh their entire lives but the the biggest problem with the hearings were that nobody really gives a about them can i curse i'm oh, sorry if I can <laughs> uh, uh Wait, is that a? Yeah, I, I should not curse, right? I don't want to. I don't want to make work we for you. Keep, we I mean, got to keep it safe
1: in. for the children, but I'll allow that.
4: all so. right, I, <laughs> I, I, I could add in ble, uh, bleeps after. Don't Nobody
2: worry. gives a poop about Facebook <laughs> on that, that. talk to them. They care about the 2016 election. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, if it's not about Russia or targeting or Cambridge Analytica, then really their desire to talk about it goes away. And that's why you saw stuff like, you know, them harping on the TOS, because Mm -hmm. that's the thing that a bunch of ex-lawyers will congregate around is like, this is, you know, two legalese. And it's like, okay, says the guy's presiding over a four million word tax code and budget (laughs) bills that are the size of war and peace that have to be voted on within 12 hours.
1: Yep. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's – that was actually one thing that I wanted to touch on too is that um, a lot of these people harp on things that they themselves are guilty of as well with the government. Like you were saying, the tax documents, but um, this is just –
2: I mean like like I had to file – I mean everybody – so tax day is Tuesday, right? Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. I had to file my – or I paid for my taxes on Friday, and Mm -hmm. God knows if I have any idea that I did that right like it is like i i paid somebody literally so i could blame them if it goes wrong i paid (laughs) over a thousand dollars in blame money and it was a future blame deposit if i get on it (laughs) that's it yeah so like yes can the facebook tos be shorter Uh, sure probably and and there's questions on exactly the viability of, of those things but Really, what I think is something substantive that came out of those is Facebook actually taking responsibility to explaining to people how their product works, Mm -hmm. because I don't think that they have. And there is a pervasive idea, I think in and around Silicon Valley, that users don't care. We know they don't care. So we're not going to bother to try to explain it, because anytime we get anywhere close to that, people get upset with us and they Mm -hmm. misinterpret things. So better, you know, uh, uh, that nobody have any idea what the f*** is going on. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: uh, but yeah, like Facebook, had, and this has happened multiple times to them. They have this history of having these background ideas or products and uh, bits to their – network itself where when they get caught utilizing it like mark zuckerberg for example had the ability to delete his own messages after a while and they like they treated it as if it was some beta feature that he was testing and they were going to roll out to the public later like they have i don't think there's been any evidence of them fully taking responsibility for things that they've done and they've always
2: look i i I will say from from knowing people at facebook they have a very hacker kind of culture like they they very much encourage people trying things, breaking things, doing new things. It moves fairly fast for a company that large. Uh, but at the end of the day, you're right. The The thing that they need to explain, how does ad targeting work? Why am I seeing the ads I'm seeing? Who am I sharing my data with? Because right. the, the, the unsaid thing during that entire uh, yeah, event, that two-day event, was – that the reason why all this data got out there is because it's better for Facebook if all that data's out there. Yep. It means that more people can make more informed decisions on the ads that they're going to buy. And political ads are, are, are if, if anything, a bigger thing for them because if you look at the history of political ad spending, there are television stations and uh, newspapers that will be around long after we've moved on from those mediums because of political ad spending. Like like the, the the Des Moines Register will be around post-apocalypse. Like it'll be just r- irradiated roaches reading the Des Moines
3: Register. <laughs> right. But I think we need more regulation around to state that, like in TV and, and radio, political advertising, to state that where is that money coming from to where that – who's putting that out there uh, – th- that ad out there, right? Sure, because
2: yeah, and, 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 and Facebook's up. agreed to that. Um, yeah you know and and I think that that'll be that'll be fine uh, uh in general, I think those kind of regulations are there you know just as much because people just you know <laughs> get butt hurt about ads <laughs> uh, yep. and and they get butt hurt about losing elections and so in general, you always wanna you know it's like it's like whenever you lose a game and you wanna blame the reps like
4: mm. you know but, but it's <laughs> always their fault, Justin,
2: <laughs> yes, theres that.
4: <laughs> they're you know, they're gonna they're saying they're gonna do things like tell you who sponsored and paid for advertisements that show up on your page. But one thing I think Facebook will never do, which is really something that would be more beneficial in my opinion, is to show what activity you performed on facebook that led to this point so like you commented and used the word burger here so now mcdonald's is showing up on your thing or you like this post there's affiliations with these other shows that are you you like this page there's affiliations with this network so now you get ads from this network like they're never going to be
2: beyond beyond that right so beyond what you share. You know, a lot of people don't even know like what a Facebook pixel is. A Facebook pixel is a little piece of code that goes in almost every website that you visit. So even if you're not on Facebook, uh, you are sharing data with Facebook. Yeah. People are using the data that you share to target advertising. Mm-hmm. And part of that, I almost wonder whether or not we're at some point going to find like that that's an unremarkable thing, and we're just going to be like, well, duh, of course. How else do you think I get ads? <laughs> uh, but for now, a lot of people don't know. And I think that sort of uh, anxiety is what pervades this entire argument.
1: Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like um, – and I've said this a couple of times. It's like this is the – it's getting this much attention. It's, it's considered basically – it's very comparable to how we reacted after the Snowden leaks with the NSA. And uh, everyone now suddenly realizing the full brevity of what's going on with their data – Um, And not understanding the process around that. And kind of going off of what you were saying earlier, a lot of people don't care about how that technology works. But I, I think that it would behoove Facebook to at least make that information somewhat available in some way. So that way the people that do care do have the ability to know exactly how this ad engine works. And um, what is well, or, or just the
2: ability to have more common sense privacy settings right. so you don't have to go through yeah. a million different things.
1: Right. And not have to read or, through 35 yeah. pages of legalese in
3: order to understand that they're going to sell my ad profile mm-hmm. or tricky yes. pages that that ask you every 10 seconds like, oh, you want to upload your Facebook co- or your, your contact book uh, up to Facebook? We'll, we'll help you find other friends. No, I don't want to do that. Stop yeah. asking and then tricking yeah. people to saying yes and hiding small buttons where it's like, oh, no, thank you i um, even tricking
1: people. Like I yeah. I downloaded the Messenger app the other day, and it would not let me sign into the Messenger app until I gave it full access to my contacts list. Mm-hmm. It would not yeah. let me even use the app. And there was a, an issue a long time ago with the Messenger app when they were rolling out their SMS feature for the first time, where um, they accidentally hid the uh, not now button for yeah. integrating your SMS. With accidentally, me. sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. They left it out. They were gonna, and they added it in in a quick update a couple days later after backlash. But like, um, and a lot of that probably also is just people are more likely to hit yes than no when signing up for stuff. They just want to yes, 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 yes through all the install uh, options and uh, just hit allow to all of the permissions that it's gonna throw at you at one time. And I know Android's much worse at this than iOS,
3: but um, oh. it's just uh, Android just gives you willy-nilly on, on access to different data that's located on your phone. Yeah. I have- Really locked out. Well, I job. mean, all right.
2: So, but understand this: like, advertising in general has been almost completely subsumed by two companies, mm-hmm. Facebook and Google. Yep. They are not display advertising. They are not television advertising. They are all advertising. That that's a reason why these companies are as profitable as they are because this is where that entire industry, like. From mad men on, right? Now it has been eaten up by these two companies. Mm -hmm. And that train will keep running. Like the spice must flow. It's the issue for Facebook is and Google eventually will be to make sure that they can continue to do it with as minimal regulation as possible. That's their goal. Because right now they are it. They are they are the place where people buy advertising
1: right i've heard people even saying like why would anyone bother buying a billboard anymore when they can just go onto facebook it's because you're going to reach so many more
3: people yeah it's it's reaching so many people it's reaching the exact people that you want Mm -hmm. right and that's it i want okay college graduates or below 30 who uh, like these topics and you can exactly target the people you want if you put up a billboard there's hundreds of thousands of people driving by that every single day and and by the way, how do
2: you find those things out, right? <laughs> yeah. Like how how do those things bec- uh, come into you know in, into be? How do you know how to slice that deli ham that thin?
1: Right. Milk? And yeah. I think a lot of this can. I think it's like uh, in in a controversial opinion, it's almost unfair to push a lot of the blame onto Facebook itself. When you have people on their platform uploading photos daily of their lifestyles, like ranting at multiple page paragraphs about their life and whether and where they've been, liking the restaurants they've gone to, like it's um it would, it would be ignorant for Facebook to ignore, that potential data treasure trove, um and regulate it as they go, like kind of a, kind of a rather would apologize now than ask for permission type thing and i think that's and and that definitely has to be exactly what's going on right now so uh, people like as much as facebook needs to get its act together with its uh terms of service and its ad revenue engine i think it also would be important to make sure that people who use that service know exactly why facebook knows that they went to arby's four times last week or like (laughs) yeah or like <laughs> why that because like oh if you're linking like your amazon account or your twitter account to facebook and then you tweet or buy something on amazon or whatever then it's like well no duh like they're they're gonna know what you buy and they're gonna know what you're tweeting about or hashtagging or whatever so it's kind of like as much of a of a regulatory thing as it is an educational opportunity to let people know exactly how they interact with these sites and what that means for them
4: right and that's so. kind, of, kind of what i was trying to get at before it's just like people are ignorant to yeah. how their data is being used and how their actions in facebook are getting used like mm-hmm. liking a page just seems like oh I'm, i want to hear more from this but there's so much more to it yeah do you yeah. guys
3: think facebook will ever do a paid version um,
4: uh
3: it'll fail if they do i <laughs> nobody will pay for it right they'll ju- they're just rather just the 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 reason Facebook is so big and so successful is because it's free. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's, so if you
2: put, well, a, I mean, but like, what would you get? Ad free Facebook? Ad-free. Like,
4: maybe yeah. maybe ad free Facebook. Maybe access I to mean, features like I, ar- artificial intelligence interaction or not artificial intelligence. Sorry, uh, virtual reality interaction or something like that.
2: But they'll sell that if they have a product, they'll sell it. Right. The the issue with Facebook, the reason why when people are like, oh, would there be a paid one? It's like, well, what would you get? Because the things that you would pay for uh is is stuff that i i don't think people really care about like i've i've heard more people saying oh i've bought stuff on facebook ads than say oh my god too many ads uh you know it's not like it was with instagram where where they kind of dialed up the ads too much and people found it to be annoying it's not like hulu where it's frustrating if you're binge watching a show to see the same Toyota commercial a million times. Right, so yeah. you would be interested in paying to not, to you know, not suffer through being alerted that the all new Rav Four is such a great deal with <laughs> a fun sporty exterior. Uh, so like, what would you pay for? Because ultimately, you are going to be way more valuable to them as one of a billion different data points well, that right. triangulate ads for either you or your neighbor, maybe the friends shoot. or your family.
4: However, they do it. They're obviously not trying to have the option of losing user base. So it'd have to be an expansion on existing features or new features. So maybe, maybe they'll like, let you just
1: sort your news feed chronologically instead of
4: by this <laughs>
1: magical order. That not
4: Facebook even has. that though. Like, like you have to think about things like Facebook Marketplace or Facebook Live. Like features like that. Maybe there'd be enhancements there that would be a big move for people to utilize them regularly. They're going to yeah. implement
0: loot boxes. I can see Facebook watch being something that like would be part of like a paid tier. I think that the, the, if they ever offer a paid version, it's just going to be a, see, we told you because no one's going to sign up for it. Everyone's going to be like, ah, you know what? You can take all my information. I don't really care. Yeah. I think the, like the, the thing that surprises me the most, and even though I think that these things should be explained better. And I think like, like we've said these pages and pages and pages and pages of legalese, I think we've actually talked about in previous episodes, it would be so beneficial if, they had a simple version like, hey, here's the five major talking points. TLDR. Boom boom, boom, boom. Click this link for the official legalese of it all. Uh, so that way they have the official documents backing exactly what they can and can't do, but they give you a like a, a screen grab up front. Like, hey, look, this is, this is kind of what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and then people are going to hit accept anyway because they don't read it in the first place. So it doesn't matter if it's 400 pages or one. No one's right, going right. to read it and they're all going to hit accept because they want to get to the thing that everyone told them about. Right. And and there are
1: policies around that terms of service where they can't put things in there like Facebook now owns the right to your soul and entity as you of a human being <laughs> and now will forever have the right to own you outright. Like they can't add stuff like that in the middle of their TOS. So um but like it like you're saying like breaking it down so people can understand exactly what it means to them in a way that isn't constructed in such a legalese type format would be yeah, like, have you ever tried to read a legal document?
0: It's impossible. Yeah. Like lawyers are even like, I have no idea. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, I just wrote it all. I came up with all of it. And I have no idea what I just said, but it works. Trust me. Or have you ever like tried to yeah. listen
4: to the end of a commercial where they say all that stuff really quick oh, right. and in quiet voice?
1: <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: so this would, I think be a good opportunity um, for people who don't, uh, know about this website. Um, speaking of the, like for what Kyle was saying, a, a broke down version of the terms of service.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, there's a website called TOSDR.org, which is called, uh, long story, long form is Terms of Service Didn't Read. So <laughs> it's like an open project available um, of, to break down these terms of service in a way that people can understand and um, kind of get the hang of so basically the for their facebook one it says um it says very broad copyright license on your content the service tracks you on other websites facebook automatically shares your data with many other services they use your data for many purposes and you can give comments before changes <laughs> and like then and they also have more expanded details on each one of those categories um, right. but it That's- is good to know yeah
3: that's a great resource. And I think there's a Chrome extension, right? That you can install as soon as you go on our website, it'll show you the the short version of, of their privacy policy or Yeah, they have a browser add on. Yeah, I think add-on.
4: you you'd mentioned this on a previous show too, Matt. Yeah. I remember thinking it was cool back then too.
1: Yeah, it's always good to bring up just because it's an easy thing to to forget about or to, and they can just
3: bookmark it and leave it. Also, just to be devil's advocate, do you think your mom will ever or your your parents will ever use that, right? Yeah. Well, will your parents will ever install those browser extensions. They just want to look, log on to Facebook and look at grandkids and look at pictures of babies and, and keep up with family members. That's really all they care about.
4: Like, that's... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not like, like... Why not educate yourself, though? If you're going to use the technology that's at your hands, why not do it the right way? Or the most efficient or beneficial way? I mean, I get that that's a thing where a lot of people don't care, don't know, or...
0: It's because they heard about the cool features of the website. They want to go to the website and and enjoy them and they don't care about the rest of it. And on top of that, then they also love to have fake outrage about stuff they hear on the news later. So it's, it's like, Oh, I didn't know how they not tell us. Well, they did. They told you right away (laughs) and you hit yes a hundred times. So (laughs) it's, it's kind of on you. Yeah. And also
1: um, just going off of what Justin was saying earlier, it is, it's their whole bread and butter to sell your stuff. It's how they make money. It's like yeah. how are you going to tell me that oh I went on this website and now they have my personal data, they know what my dog is, they know that I have been to X Y and Z, they know what I like. It's like what like gasp, oh my god, how is this supposed to be like how how could they? Like it's like well
0: you gave it to them willingly. Willingly and in mass. Yeah. <laughs> Over years. So They're one of the biggest companies in the world, and everyone you know has been using it for free since day one. What did you think was happening? Yeah, right. If it's free, you are the product. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: um
3: uh in light of all this um, news about Cambridge Analytica um getting access to your personal information, uh Facebook has put out a bounding program now to find the next Cambridge Analytica. So if you uh, notice any uh services out there who have the Facebook who are utilizing Facebook data and they're um, abusing that database uh now you have a bounty that ranges from five hundred dollars upward to forty thousand dollars in substantiated cases uh if you report um or found out cases where there's data abuse on uh its platform so um, I don't know why this wasn't the case before, but, right? <laughs> you know, I'm glad that now the people it, Facebook is giving incentive to people out there to look out for these type of uh, abuses of data that you might agree to. It's like, oh yeah, I want to play this game, but the game, that game will siphon off every single personal information that you might have. Yeah. I mean, now, you, now you can report it and potentially be awarded for doing so. Yeah.
1: Because I guarantee you that Cambridge Analytica isn't the only one. They're just the first one to get caught. Right. So
2: yeah. And by honestly, the way, I mean they no. according to them, there was stories to this week that they claim that they don't have this data and didn't have this data. Mm. Um, you yeah. know, that, that Cambridge Analytical story is kind of fascinating because in political circles, they're kind of looked at as snake oil salesmen. And so <laughs> The idea that, like, you know, this is being kind of run in the tech press uh, as, or, or in the mainstream press as, like, oh well, they built these big scary company built these psychographs and they're t- targeting you based on, you know, your favorite color and they know, yada yada yada, and they like stole the election. According to the people who like, you know, know, they were no different than any other political organization saying, let's target these potential voters based on this potential message.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we actually have a little bit of news to talk about specific to Cambridge Analytica going on news that their CEO has stepped down. um, Not so much quitting the company as (laughs) he is just moving into a role that I think a man guilty of this type of stuff would be better suited to. Um, He's going to be returning to his former role as chief data officer
4: how fitting uh, yeah
0: that so makes sense. it makes a lot of <laughs> well,
2: sense wait a minute wait a minute their but their their original ceo got the, the one that was at the head of all this that was like in those channel four tapes he got fired right afterward right so is this the replacement
1: ceo e- right. yeah this is their acting ceo
4: right got yeah. You. So
2: yeah so he's just going back to what he was doing before.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah keep at it taylor you're doing a great job we really like your work uh getting all this data for us
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and that actually is a good clarification because it kind of takes this article as a more of it kind of takes it from oh this guy is going to be moved to his data officer um, and this is like a guilty thing to he wasn't there at the original time this happened as CEO they already fired that guy
2: They yeah so. that guy got canned the, the yeah. guy that was like bragging about how they'll like take a picture with the hookers you know for <laughs> yeah. you know various stuff like that That dude got canned yeah,
4: yeah. there's yeah, a but, there's actually yeah. an update here too, saying that Julian Wheatland, who's the chair of Cambridge Analytica's British counterpart, the SCL Group, uh, is going to be taking over as CEO. Okay. So, I don't know how much you guys know about the SCL Group, but I've heard some pretty negative things. So not, Sweet. not sure if they're replacing a bad egg with another bad egg here, um, but that's what it seems like to me.
2: Yeah. Well. Oh. Yeah. Well, if we can't trust in the responsibility and earnestness of facebook ad companies then really who can we turn to in this <laughs> we
1: can turn to equifax six,
2: in this in this sick sad world we live in the yeah. last bastion of purity facebook political ad buyers <laughs>
1: <laughs> we can go and all just we'll just start posting like our social security numbers because equifax already leaked, leaked that also yeah, we haven't heard I that please
2: there. go to our random uh uh url website to find out whether or not you are <laughs> affected
1: yeah Yeah. and also here's a year free trial in which you'll have to pay for after for your credit monitoring as well please horse
4: horse apples please comment on what you thought of our insecure or non-secured uh wordpress based template website
1: (laughs) yeah but uh i i'm i'm gonna be looking forward to whenever they uh sit cambridge analytica in front of congress um, there'll be much less like Android and robot memes around like the Mark Zuc- as as we've seen in the Mark Zuckerberg one, but I think it'll still be interesting to
4: Or the meme, d- it's like, uh, Mr. Zuckerberg, uh, I poked my aunt the other day, but she said she didn't feel anything. Can you provide comment?
3: Yeah. <laughs> or you
2: had the one lady uh, asking for fiber in her district. And it's oh. like, Do you even know who you're talking to? Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, but it's it, there's definitely going to be more on this as we as it goes. So we I think that people can safely expect us to be reporting on this more and more as the as the information comes out. As this is this is definitely
0: huge for. And, and I think you're right as well. Cambridge is is the first of many, not the not the the only, not the outlier.
4: Yeah. If if nothing else, they opened the floodgates, which is good.
0: Yeah, and that's a good
1: thing to note, too, that this information is now available and people are aware of it. So I think that now that you have people looking for it and the fact that news like this gets headlines as quickly as it does, and uh, I think you're going to see more people, almost more of an incentive uh, to get their 15 minutes of fame to be the first to report on the next uh, Cambridge Analytica or something like that. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a few more companies go down. Saying, guys remember the good old days
0: when myspace tom gave us
4: everything we ever wanted and we turned our backs on him <laughs> Kyle, yeah remember our last episode title help us tom space tom myspace tom kenobi wow a little <laughs> <Yeah>. fumbling there
1: <laughs> yeah i left the platform that gave me music that i could put on the wall and edit the html of my page for <laughs>
0: facebook so but <laughs> like i had i had angsty headlines like come on Oh, Man, mine were i are just gonna change my color scheme. Like, I thought get out
4: of here. I thought I was so cool. I had a Boondocks Saints theme to my page. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Obviously cool. Obviously,
1: I think mine is still floating around out there, but I don't have access to it anymore. But they have since yeah, redesigned. No, they, they yeah, no, they they
2: flipped that. Yeah.
1: So that may not be the case anymore. Because
0: I think they, they wiped to- all the accounts that hadn't been logged into prior to the the big update. Yeah, mine's gone. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, they uh, they tried to make themselves uh, exclusively a music website, but no one uses the site anymore, so they couldn't. <laughs> and yeah. every time I've tried to listen to my one buddy from high school's band, because I liked one of the songs, um, every time I try and listen to it, the media player doesn't work anyway. So it's a music website that doesn't play music.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a bold strategy, Cotton.
1: <laughs> oh man. Uh, but I think um, unless anybody has anything else they wanted to bring up at the end of the show, I think that brings us to the end.
3: Um, that was a great discussion. It yeah. was. We didn't... issue, but I think Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> Sorry about that.
4: No that's worries. Okay. We'll edit it out. It's fine. Yeah, I'll put bleeps yeah, yeah, over yeah. it too. Well,
2: I mean, yeah, you already got to edit it because I cursed <laughs> like seven times. We're,
4: so we're, we're
0: bleeping out the sneezes, not the <laughs> F word. Yeah. The sneeze is <laughs>
1: specific. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think... Uh, without further ado we can get into um some of the information about us uh just to cover uh our podcast uh, we are available on pretty much every platform except for spotify i think at the moment Uh, you can find us our home is on podbean at industry40.podbean.com you can find us on google play and itunes at industry 4.0 you can find us as well on stitcher at i4o um and if you want to follow with us on social media, you can catch up with us on Twitch, Facebook, and Twitter at Industry4O. That's Industry4O all spelled out. Um, and if you guys want to get into your own plugs, uh, I think we can start off with Justin, if you want, just since you're our special guest today.
2: Well, thank you. We uh, yeah, you? you can follow me on Twitter, at Young. Uh, same thing with Instagram and Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like the politics talk, then you can go ahead and Sign up for my daily political newsletter for free at uh, tinyletter.com slash Justin Robert Young. Oh,
4: nice. Um,
2: yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. I'm
4: going to mute my mic. on just <laughs> As for me, uh, Jeff, I produce all the episode music, and also the sound edits that will be coming. <laughs> uh, you could find some of my work on soundcloud.com slash the J Bones, if you're interested in hearing anything else that I've done. Uh, he couldn't be with us here today, but another member of i o, Ryan Thompson, is uh, avid in his work with photography. You could find him at flickr.com slash photos Wayne R Thompson or on Instagram at Wayne Ryan 21.
3: If you want to follow stuff that I post on, I do a little photography. So as well, you can find me on Instagram at urban.lucas at E R V I N that L U K A C
0: S on Instagram. Go find me on there. And, uh, as for me, release date, still TBD. But, uh, as I've discussed in the past, uh, if you go to my Facebook page, uh, it's Facebook.com/slash Kyle Fisher 45. Um, you can follow the live uh, podcasts for pay-per-view previews for professional wrestling that my son and I do, uh, and we're going to f- soon be turning that into podcast form. So the podcast will be called Fishing for Heat play on our last name and heat is a wrestling term if you're interested in finding out what it means you can check out the podcast once it finally goes live so uh more details to come on an official date of when that'll be released but fishing for heat keep your eyes out i'm looking forward to it and uh
1: just one little piece of news for myself before we wrap up um there's a potential in the future that i may be on another podcast as well so uh keep an eye out for that and i'll keep you guys updated as i find out more information
0: cheating Um, on us already huh (laughs)
1: <laughs> you, get, you know you get the podcasting itch and then next thing you know you're on 12 podcasts so didn't even get to a don't year. Know
2: it don't i know it justin knows <laughs> yeah the struggle is real
1: <laughs> um but yeah so uh i think with that with all that being said this has been episode 47 of ifro and i look forward to seeing you guys next week uh, see ya